Welcome to another episode of Conversations with Lamp. I'm your host, James Lampkin, and my guest today is a returning guest, Dr. Kanisha Hall. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. I wanted to talk about a topic that's been floating on my head for the longest time. Um, you one of the few people that I know that I actually get to interact with. That's a doctor, mm-hmm. a Black woman, attractive Black woman, but you are actually single. Yes, yes. So... I've always wondered, does your career actually affect your dating? Um, to, I, to some extent, I don't think it's just the fact of being, um, my title as a doctor affects people asking me uh, for free health care, but also just being a professional woman, a professional minority woman, I think it's, it's a different level of dating too not just being a doctor, but just being a minority professional female with somewhat of a public persona. comes There comes a fine line, some boundaries you have to cross in the dating arena. But see, when, we, when, you, when you had a title doctor, everybody knows, okay, clearly the woman is a successful woman who has a good income. Because, I mean, it could, well, she yeah, could that's, be... A, that's, that's public misconception because... I, I tell people this all the time and they think I'm lying. Some of um, people assume because you're a doctor, you're smart. And some of the dumbest people I've ever met, I met them in medical school. And people <laughs> assume because you're a doctor that you uh, you have some money. And some of the brokest people I ever met are doctors. But yeah, that is a, a common public misconception. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Well, look. Put me in the boat with Michigan. <laughs> I mean, it's, I'm not saying kids. all doctors are broke, but I mean, I, doctors are not immune to the financial struggles that are happening right now in this country. Um, I, it just so happens that a majority of physicians are doing better than most. I'll put okay. it Understandable. Does it does it change the dating pool of men you deal with? Um, yeah, because I don't particularly feel comfortable approaching men, so I'm limited by the men who are willing to approach me. And I'm not going to say, oh, men are intimidated. I don't even think it's intimidation. I think men have a preference to not date women in general that they don't feel will make them feel needed. Not even just men. Men and women, when people are dating, you want to feel needed. You want to feel admired. You want to be with someone who's going, I don't know, kind of chase you a little bit. And men don't feel as if maybe a woman in my position would give them what they desire. So that does limit the dating pool. Hmm. Are you are you open to dating interracial or? I have, um, and it is just not appealing to me. I tried it; it didn't work out. Let's just say that. <laughs> what was the difference? I mean, I. HBCU graduate. I'm a very proud black woman and I cannot spend my life explaining my blackness to somebody. I just can't. 
<laughs> I, I, that's too much. It, it's we we battling so much in this world right now. It's just I, I'm not willing to. Not only do I prefer black men, I prefer HBCU graduates. <laughs> I'm biased. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Yes, so he I'm has biased. to be an HBCU graduate. I didn't say has to be. I am telling you my preference. I prefer to date men who have a background and understands what it's like to be engulfed in culture. And that happens on the campuses of HBCUs. I, I've, and it's, this is again, like, I'm not, I'm not a spring chicken, okay? I've been in the dating game for a while now. I know what I like. I know trial and error has taught me that I have better communication. I have better experiences. I've had more enjoyable relationships with men who have also attended HBCUs. Mm. That's just my preference based on past experiences. So I don't does he have to be a college graduate? No. Mm, okay. 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 Again, it... these are no. Okay. No. There's a difference between um, what deal breakers. This is not a deal breaker. We're talking about my preference. Okay. Fair enough. The, the HBCU thing, because I understand it, I do. But you can be, you can get just as much culture if you go to uh, Maryland. You about to say something real ignorant? You really are. You cannot get just as much culture outside. Oh, of okay. But let's back up because you're looking at it from just the college standpoint. I'm talking about overall. Okay, so I went to undergraduate. At a, let me give the people some background. I went to undergraduate at a PWI. I went to Louisiana Tech University, full scholarship. I went to medical school at Howard University College of Medicine. Howard University, the med. I know the difference. Because even when I was in undergrad at a PWI, I was one interstate exit away from Grambling State University. My academic career went to Louisiana Tech and still my social life graduated from the Grambling State <laughs> University. There is... You cannot understand. You, I, I have this argument constantly. You, you don't understand that you are not immersed in culture like you are at an HBCU. I don't care if you were a member of the Black Student Association. It, it's not the same. Okay, I give you that. Cause I, so let me say this. I never, I mean, I didn't finish college at all. So I only got like two years of college. And it was at a community college. So it ain't the same. <laughs> nah, I, listen. So I'm not gonna be the one to give you this toe-to-toe debate. But I was just saying, like, the call as far as the culture thing, just like reading. But books. the culture even extends to after finishing school. Like, even even having like left school. I finished school and I finished medical school in 2008. I'm, I'm well outside of my matriculation at my HBCU, but the relationships that I formed, the networking that I've done via not even just Howard, the family of HBCUs. Like I have people that I've networked with, formed bonds, relationships, and friendships with at several different HBCUs. And there isn't a person, if I need something, there isn't a person that I don't have some degree of separation from through my connection of HBCUs to get me what I need when I need it. Okay. Oprah graduated from HBCU. 
Well, listen, since you brought her up, I mean, she hasn't exactly been the best example since she graduated from the HBCU a whole down the black community. That's because she's disconnected from her said HBCU. Okay. I mean... I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I am doing an interview. (laughs) Mama going to the grocery store in case y'all missed that. Tell mama how we say hi. Real life. So what's some of the what's because I can't hear you. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me? Okay, now I can. Okay. What's some of the characteristics you look for when a man? Um consistency. Somebody who does what they they say they're going to do. Um I love somebody that can make me laugh. Okay. Because life gets way too serious. Um, and someone who's, I'm not, I dare not say woke, but someone who's <laughs> rounded. No, I, I have problems with that whole term of woke. Yeah, I'm not a big fan punch. of it either, but. I, I need people to be, but as someone who's grounded in, um, a similar belief system as in believing in family, believing in community and believing in a higher power. Okay. Yeah. That sounds like some good characteristics. <laughs> do you, do you feel you, you mentioned it earlier, but I wanted to go back into it. Um, you said you don't approach men. You, you prefer the man to approach you. Correct. No, that's your job. This is what, listen, okay, hey, I'm listening. I'm talking. My mama taught me this. This woman was married till death do her part. <laughs> you will set yourself up for disappointment if you start a relationship off by doing what a man is supposed to do. Now, look, I'm a strong woman. I'm an independent. I, I'm a single parent, and I am completely responsible for my household. But if I am dating purposefully, looking for a serious partner, I want a man to be a man. Okay. And that's no dis or nor is that hypocritical to women's empowerment but I feel like a strong woman needs a strong man what I look like going to approach him and no he needs to come seek me he needs to see something that he wants and he needs to go after it or just as quickly as you went after him and found him you will lose him So listen, let's let's be clear. For the record, I 100% absolutely agree with your mother. <laughs> just so, just so we clear, because I because my argument has always been, um, women women will say they want a man who could take charge and be assertive, but if he couldn't make that step to approach you, then is he really take charge? Is he really assertive? So. Trust me, if a man sees something, I don't care. And I don't care how shy he is. And this is, again, past experience. When a man sees something that he won't, it might not be, it may be a corny shot. It may not be the best shot, but he's still going to shoot his shot. Whereas in if you are offering a man something, I mean, it's, it's still up to him to say yes or say no. But out of convenience, he might say yes and not even be interested. 
Yeah, because right. he might actually have his eye on something else over across the room that he really wants. <laughs> so what do you what do you say to the theory where you gotta go after what you want? Well, what I want is a man that wants me. <laughs> so how do I go after a man that I want? The man that I want wants me. So I invest in me. Okay. I do, I take care of me to make sure that I look wantable, okay? I got you. So that, that's how I go after what I want. I want a man that wants me. I want a man that's going to come after what he wants. Do you think, do you think you could be intimidating? Um, yeah, I can. <laughs> this is the thing people are intimidated by brutal honesty and that's what i am what you see is what you get i mean and a lot of people misconstrue my confidence necessarily for arrogance but also i, I love to make people laugh sometimes i'm just being comical and people be so serious and sensitive about everything that they hear and it like they're gonna there's gonna be somebody that's listening to this podcast like what is she talking about <laughs> women need to be able to assert them women power sit down somewhere and you single right now <laughs> <laughs> we sitting on the same single bench so sit down somewhere like no like we <laughs> take ourselves way too seriously and I like once some once a man does approach me, there is no telling what may come out of my mouth. It may be a joke. It may be something very petty. Who knows? Whatever mood that I am in. So yes, it can. When people are not used to meeting people as brutally honest as I am, so but you I don't think it's necessarily intimidated by the credentials because they are people already have in their mind what who Dr. Kanisha is supposed to be, especially if they might follow my social media or whatever, they already have in their mind what I'm supposed to be. And then when they find out I'm really a goofy homebody, they're like watching comedy specials on Netflix. They're like, whoa, you actually kind of cool. So is that frustrating? Because people kind of can pre... Because that, that, again, that's why I really want to do this topic because I think people can be prejudged by what they do for a living. Most definitely. Most uh, most people think I'm Molly from Insecure or something. Oh. Like <laughs> My favorite person on that show is Kelly. Yeah, I like Kelly. I like Everybody her. like Kelly. Because she's honest. Yeah. She's funny. Aside from her British accent, Kelly is the truth. Oh, you talking about the episode where she was faking one? Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. Because I was like, wait a minute, British accent? <laughs> But no, like, no, it, yeah, everybody, anybody, and that's, I will say this, I try to avoid relationships with people that I network with via a public persona, whether it's social media, media or someone that I might meet at an event that I'm hosting or speaking at, because that persona, that public persona is not me. Uh Okay, but but see, okay, but I would counter with okay, but he should take the time to get to know that. He should, but I mean, that's but people people have bias, like people, like I said, people are going to people usually do approach me with a preconceived notion, like 
they saw something on social media. She writes books about sexuality. She must be a freak. <laughs> um, and I am neither confirming or denying that, but I'm saying like <laughs> people are always going to have preconceived notions about, and that's, can we talk about that, about their Google investigation of a person? We are so quick to Google someone that we are interested in or dating. Like, it's not like the dating scene before. You know, well, you don't know because you don't understand. Thank God I don't. <laughs> well, don't rub it in. Nah, let, no, I'm gonna just tell you because y'all gotta, y'all gotta deal with a lot of bullshit out here. Yeah, like, they, they, they've already Googled me. They know what book I wrote. They know what interviews they might have seen. I can't even remember the last time I was on your podcast where we were, I think we were talking about something about sex. They, so they already have these preconceived notions based on their investigative repo, reporting that they, they've done. So they approach you with this formulation of who they believe you are. Mm. Yeah, I mean, so people, so that's a real thing. People Googling and. Yeah, that's a real thing. My God. And see, and see the bad thing about you, you actually have a job in the public. So. Yeah. It's pretty. <laughs> oh, yeah. They didn't, they Googled my credentials, what hospital that I work at. I've, and I've gotten, I've gotten anonymous gifts and things at work that was really strange. <laughs> <laughs> what you do with them i mean if it's flowers i usually just give them to the nurses but i really and hey, listen let me go ahead and advertise the edible arrangements are always appreciated i love fruit oh so you're not giving those back then oh hell no i show <laughs> I, I love fruit i love fruit i love a good edible arrangement i'll share i usually share so they so they'll send it they'll send you gifts without the name on it. I mean, some anonymously, some with the name on it, but it's not like I'm really trying to figure this out because I just think it's weird. Ah, uh, okay, it's weird because they just they didn't have a heart to approach you. Is that why it's weird? Or? Well, this is my job. Like, oh well, yeah, 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 true. true. You don't know me like that, and that's that shows stalker tendencies already. That's a good point. That's a good point. See, but I do appreciate the free fruit. I'm not going to lie. I'm appreciative. I can't. That, this is exactly why I'm I'm glad I'm not playing this game y'all got to play. It, it's just too much. <laughs> what, what is it? What would, what would you, what would be, what would be a, a typical ideal date for you? Um, anything where there's an opportunity for like real conversation to get to know someone. Dinner is always nice. No movies, no concerts, but even bowling, like somewhere an opportunity to have genuine interaction and a conversation. So you actually feel like you're getting to know someone. My favorite dates as of late, um, especially kind of hard to date in a, in a pandemic, but my favorite dates as of late have been like, um, Workouts, like walking. What the hell? What is this workout date? This thing is like taking off like crazy. Well, one, I mean, 
you I want to be with some I mean I'm at a certain age in I'm and I'm proud of my I'm 38 years old I'm knocking on 40 I'm at a certain point in my life I want to be with somebody who is health conscious like you don't have to be a bodybuilder but I want to be with somebody that's going to encourage me because I definitely don't feel like working out half the time and these aren't like crossfit dates it's usually like hiking or walking um or, I mean, something not too strenuous where you can actually get a word in and you're not waiting on oxygen to arrive, but <laughs> something where you're physically outdoors so you don't have to necessarily be overly cautious about the corona. Um, and you, I just, I'm, I'm looking for somebody who's conscious about their health. So it's always a great place to start. Somebody told me that about the vulnerability. It's hard to put on airs in front while you working out. Oh, because somebody, so somebody told me about the gym and I was like, well, in the gym, like, let me be clear. I got this love hate relationship with the gym right now. It's a, it's a, well, shit, it ain't no relationship because they closed. Yeah. When I, lately I was going so when I would go, and I'm a very talkative person, but that's one of the few times that I try not to talk as much because I only got an hour. So I try to do a few on the elliptical, some lifting, and then I got to go. So that's why the whole gym date thing was throwing me off. But the way no, you were saying, say gym, I said workout. No, Work. I know. I know. I heard, that's what I'm saying. I heard, I kept hearing gym date before. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, damn, how you have a date in the gym? Like, same like it's, But it's a certain level of vulnerability. Like, it really is hard to front, like I said, when you're working out. Like, and I, I mean, I've seen attempts, and he nearby killed himself trying to lift something. He know he could not lift. But um, I don't know. I think... Like it's for me, it's one finding that partner who's, and they don't have, like I said, I'm not looking for a bodybuilder or a CrossFit guru or anything like that. I, and it has nothing to do with like physical appearance because I personally, I like a teddy bear, but just somebody who's health conscious. A health conscious teddy bear. Huh? They're out there. <laughs> At least they trying. Like, I'm definitely not a size two, but I mean, I'm, I'm still trying. I'm not just letting go and letting God. I'm, I'm trying. Yeah. Hey, listen, it's, you get older, boys. Exactly. So you want someone with those same goals. Like, we might not go to the gym every day, but at least twice a week. Like, how you start the dating process is ultimately things that you want to end up in your relationship. Twice a week, we should be encouraging each other to get some physical activity in. Two to three times a week. Come on. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, especially now, like, getting older, because, like, you you said you're knocking on 40. I already bust through that door, so. <laughs> and throw it down. Bust through it. Yes. Toast <laughs> It's different. it's different. Like you, when I walk, like, like every day, like you gotta walk. I gotta walk. I gotta clear my mind. I'm like, man, it's just different. So thanks. I'm I'm so looking forward to it. I really am. What forty? Yes. It's good. It's well. No, I wasn't. I wasn't being um, cynical. Like, no, I'm looking forward to it. No, no, no. I'm just saying. It's 
<laughs> it's been so it's it's crazy because so my fortieth was weird because that was the day Kobe Bryant got killed. No. Yeah. So ever since then, it's just been weird. But when you do hit forty, you kind of look at life totally different because it's like you you looking at that age where like okay, you got a lot of time to reflect back on, but you still feel like you got a lot of time moving forward too. Yeah. It's 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 weird. it's the it's because I didn't feel that way at thirty. Like thirty, it was just like I right. thirty was none money. Thirty five was nice. Thirty five. Yeah, thirty five was nice. This one was forty is the most forty. Each each one that passed after forty, you really gonna find yourself looking back more and more and more because. You got to, like, at 40, you, you got a you got a nice amount to look back at. Oh, I can imagine. Yeah. You got, it's a good, it's a good amount you can look back at at 40. And then, but you looking, but you can also look ahead at some things that you want to do. Like, I just think as, as I get older, not necessarily just monumental birthdays, but as I get older, I realize one, there are, less things, fewer things that I actually need. Um, even though I thought I needed this, needed that, like fewer things I actually need to being content and happy with what I have. And three, a, a constant realization, I'm not done yet. Like I still have more to do and a shorter tolerance for foolishness. <laughs> Yeah, that does come. So those are the things that happen. No matter what the birthday is, every as I get older, I need less. I'm happier with what I got. I'm still trying to crush goals because I, I mean, till the day I die, I'm not gonna stop setting goals. But for my tolerance for foolishness and other people's foolishness, it just gets shorter and shorter and shorter. And I'm, I don't, I, and I. I don't have a need as I did like in my 20s. I was a firecracker. I don't have a need to confront people about their foolishness. I just remove it. That's why I tell people blocking is my ministry. I just remove it. You said blocking? Blocking is my ministry. <laughs> like I'm not arguing talking. with anybody. I'm not arguing. <laughs> I'm not arguing. It's it like the conversation. Uh, you say something ignorant to me. You know what? You You got that. And you will never hear from me again. I'm not much of a block. Well, I go into witness protection. I mean, I'm I'm not just blocking you on social media, phone, email, but I'm I don't I no longer exist to you. <laughs> the only people I had to block was people I don't that I really don't know in real life. I don't, and I don't do the internet stuff. Like I I don't got time for that shit. Like. Yeah. <laughs> you can have your opinion but if you like the only like if you say something for me the whole thing is disrespect like if you disrespect me depending on who it is like if I want to say something disrespectful back I will but I don't, I, I'm alright online I don't it, I, I don't had a couple I don't even, I, like I said I don't even I don't even I don't have that urge like I had in my twenties. Like I, like I said, I was I pop off in a minute, but I don't even have that urge to confront you about it. Like, man, good day. See yeah, that's kind 
that comes with age. Like shit that you that you entertain when you're in your twenties, you realize your energy level not as high. Yeah. yeah. It's just not worth it. It's not. So when, how often do you date? In a pandemic, not often. <laughs> <laughs> pre-pandemic. Okay, pre-pandemic. So, okay, so I will say this. Um, starting the first of the year, ooh, that seems so long ago. 2020 was supposed to go so different. But anyways, t- starting the first of the year, I had sat down with my immediate, my closest people in my circle. Again, based on past experience, the best outcomes that I had with dating were usually introductions. Like my friends would introduce me, cause your friends, those are your allies. They like the first line of defense. My friends, my real friends, they know me. They know I'm not putting up with no foolishness. They know not to send somebody my way that's gonna eventually end up being blocked with the quickness. So I did, I sat down with my good girlfriends, some of my guy friends like, look, I'm seriously, seriously back on the market <laughs> going for because like prior to that like i've been i've been single for a while but really not looking and trying to avoid relationships at all costs because they slow me down especially when i'm trying to do something but no first of the year i was like look we're gonna we're gonna really act i'm going to behave myself and we're going to do the whole dating thing okay we're going to put ourselves out there and give it a good go try and um, find somebody to partner with. And I shouldn't say that like that because that sounds like a business arrangement. But like, but no, actually- you know what? It becomes business. Like people don't want to say that, but it becomes Yeah, it, it, to really put myself out there, be vulnerable, be out there and actually start looking for someone to share my life with. Okay. So I had this conversation, I want to say maybe with six or seven close friends. It didn't take long, the introduction. Like, this is this is so like I've been waiting so long for you to act right. And I don't I still to this day don't know what it means for me to act right, but apparently I'm I haven't been doing that all that well. So um maybe once a week or so I would entertain like a lunch date or the workout dates or whatnot. So once or twice a week. And then um, one of my uh, friend's husbands was like, Kanisha, you never going to find anybody. You got to date. You got to date, 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 date. Like your calendar guy. I want you to have a date for lunch, a date for dinner. This is a guy. This is my friend's husband. Was like, man, you got a date for lunch. You got a date for dinner. You got to have an evening workout date. You, The only way you're going to find what you're looking for is you got a date. And I was like, no, nah, I ain't going to be able to do this. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, if it came down to going out on a date or taking a nap, I'm going to take a nap. I um, no. <laughs> so that didn't necessarily work out. So what? I mean, January, February, I was. I was dating pretty regularly, but by March, we were full-blown yeah pandemic so dating has been really problematic in a pandemic so it's it's been pretty non-existent like you still have you is you have a fear of meeting new people um so 
I guess you still have a few older prospects in rotation. <laughs> <laughs> you don't do the you don't do the Zoom dates. I ha- I've, I've done a couple of Zoom dates, but it's awkward. Hold on, I'm sorry. Go ahead, take take a minute. Have to come in my office because they just gonna not act right. But yeah, I mean, I've done a couple of. I have done a couple of Zoom dates, but it was it was awkward. Like you're sitting there looking at a screen, and um, I actually I had a, I was like maybe I should start I should start my own podcast about the adventures of dating in a pandemic to see how horrible that this is is really going. So it hasn't gone well. It has not gone well at all. Is it the is it the is it the you you. Let me make sure I ask it right. Just the whole looking at them on the screen can be awkward. It is honestly, I don't even think it's them. It's just the way that life has changed. Like I have Zoom calls all day long for business purposes, hospital meetings on Zoom, and then you actually want me to get excited. Zoom, like I'm doing. You know, I love you dearly, but even like getting on Zoom to do this podcast, I'm so sick of Zoom. If I'd have known that, I'd I'd have sent you Google Meets. I'm tired of Google Meets too. I am tired of virtual life. Like seriously. You just trying to. But I mean, it has nothing to do with the person. It's just this is our lives, and it's triggering. Nah, it is because I'm I'm like I'm serious. Um, last week, you know, we just got here, so last week was the first weekend. Me, my wife, and my daughter went out we went to this place called the rose garden and when i tell you i did not want to go like i went to bed thinking about that place like damn we gotta go to the rose garden my shit because i haven't done anything for the last weekend we did something which the so you know we got closed down first Mm-hmm. I'll never forget it. I went to the barbershop because it was our anniversary weekend. So I went to the barbershop, got a haircut. Then my mm-hmm. wife was like, oh, I don't think we're going to be able to go out because, you know, we didn't have anywhere to take me in. Mm-hmm. So we're like, all right, well, we'll just celebrate the anniversary in the house. Little did I know, we wasn't going to be going nowhere. No time soon. So it's been... Man, it's been it, it's been crazy, but I don't know. I, it, I I think if I was dating, I I don't know. I don't know, man. Cause I'm I'm a per, I'm 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 a uh, I'm more in person. Like I like doing stuff in person. Even with the podcast, I would much rather prefer to do it in person. Mm-hmm. But if I do it in person, I can't get great guests like you and other great guests I didn't got. So it's like. True. And like no, like Zoom was okay sporadically, but now Zoom is every day. Yeah. Oh my goodness! And then it's like it crosses certain boundaries. Like I try to keep my professional life over here and my personal life over here, but now they're intersecting because Zoom is not just about business. Like I'm attending birthday parties on Zoom. Yeah. That's and, true. and and the worlds are colliding and that's really, really hard for me because I work so hard to keep my professional and personal life separate so I can enjoy my personal life. But it is what it is. 
<laughs> Look, I know, I know you got a lot on your calendar. I'm not gonna hold you up. So, I really, really appreciate you being so transparent about this situation. Because I've, again, I've always wondered, like, man, women who really successful, you know, even if they, even if they are or they have the perception of being successful, like most men may not want to approach them because they like, I got to have my shit right before I approach her. And I don't know. Can I disparage a common rumor too? Yeah, go ahead. People think that doctors, lawyers, dentists, all we want to date are other doctors, lawyers, whatever. Lies. Hell no. I've dated one other physician in my life. And turned out to be a great friend, just not a good boyfriend. Okay. And when I leave work, when I'm not at work, I don't want to talk about work. Oh, okay. Okay. So why in the world would I want to date another corny physician <laughs> with his corny, well, with his no, corny doctor? Man, corny. Hold on. With his co- Listen, under, okay, let me t- we gonna, let me finish this thought and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you why they corny. Okay. Why would I want to date another corny physician with his corny jokes that nobody's going to get unless they're a physician that's so corny? Think about this. What does it take to become a doctor? This person has been in school for the last 13, 16 years. They have been a nerd for the past 13, 16 years. I don't care how, I don't care about the Gucci loafers, the Louis Vuittons, the tailored suits. You are a nerd. I'm, and I know because I'm a nerd. I'm a nerd. And this is one of the few times in your life where you are publicly attractive because you make a little change. Mm. I don't have time to babysit that ego. Because in my mind, you still a nerd. <laughs> so would you it, prefer a comedian? An amateur one, yeah. <laughs> I love somebody that can find humor in just about some of the worst situations, like seriously. Um, I love the laugh. And I, I life is serious. My work literally dealing with life and death every day, that's serious. Yeah. If I'm dating somebody, I need for them not to be so serious. Yeah, I understand. You kind of need that balance. Yeah. I get it. So don't think, I don't want any of the men or women to think that like all doctors, nurses, and lawyers, that's all that they want to date in their little dating pool. Like, no, no. And, And I know this because I do have friends that are all of the above. And you just want to date a good person. It doesn't matter necessarily. The best relationship I've actually had have been with educators. Okay. Okay. Um, but that's not necessarily a preference. I just like people who don't mind laughing and don't take themselves too seriously. So the financial part is not a big deal? No. Okay. I don't, I don't need somebody that's I mean, I got me, but I don't need I don't need somebody that's to take care of my financial situation. I but I need for them to have their financial situation in order. Gotcha. 
like I said, my best relationships, my longest lasting relationships were actually with educators and we know we don't pay our teachers enough. Yeah. But usually they're good at budgeting. They have great credit. <laughs> they give educators perks. Edu- educators and military, praise God for the benefits. Yes, yes. <laughs> Cheap car insurance. They can put you on their health care, all that. But no, like, like seriously, like there has to be a balance. I don't need somebody that's rich, but I don't need somebody that's financially irresponsible. Yeah. You, you, I'm going to say this, though, as a man. You know, one of the hardest things, though, is if you dating a woman who's successful, and you you kind of touched on it earlier, just feeling needed. Like, yeah. But what what men have to realize is there's there's different aspects to being needed. Like a woman may not need you for money. She may just need your presence. So but it's, it's hard for men to understand that though. There are things like, okay, like I just told you, I can pay my bills. I've been doing that for quite some time now. But what I would need a man for, what I would look for in a significant other, a partner, is somebody who makes me feel safe. That doesn't mean he has to be, you know, a gun-toting jitsu expert that's going to kill everybody, but somebody that I know would do anything to protect his home. Yeah. Um, so that's something that I look for. Um and I need motivation in those areas of my life that I struggle with from going to work out um, and just staying sane and adding peace and calm to the scenario so that I don't revert back to 20-year-old Kanisha that wants to pop off. Like, if they see me, like, no, sis, don't take your earrings off. Don't do it. Don't do it. So... I, I need a partner for that, for, you know, you want somebody to tell you you cute. I need, I need that as well. Right. Chris Rock said it, compliments. I need all the compliments. I need all the <laughs> I need to feel safe. Um, and a listening ear. You know, that's what men need to know that they can provide. Yeah outside of just monetary that comes with experience though because it took me years to figure that out (laughs) when you realize your when you realize what it is that you provide that no one else can provide that is what makes you irreplaceable wow damn that's deep i'm still at gonna tell his wife you know i'm irreplaceable who who else gonna do you like i do you oh i tell her all the time no, no. <laughs> but the thing is you don't have to nah she, nah i'm joking i don't tell her that crazy but, but we but but she she but real talk she knows she's irreplaceable to me and i know i'm irreplaceable. Well, and, and that's and that is the ultimate goal of any successful relationship is to know that you are irreplaceable to that other person, whatever it is that you do. And nine times out of 10, it has nothing to do monetary. Like if I'm with somebody that allows me to be, to go out and do the things that I do because I know they're going to hold home down. That's 
irreplaceable. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, you're right. And like I said, it takes years. Like, you have to you have to establish yourself as being irreplaceable. Like, it just doesn't happen overnight. It takes years. True. But, you know, by the grace of God, we finally got there. <laughs> so that's my piece of advice to both men and women out there dating. Um, one, still, I think your friends are your allies and make the greatest introduction and weed out um, a lot of the non-impressive candidates to um, find you somebody that can be irreplaceable. That's all I got. How do the, how do the listeners follow you? Because you got the book, and, and I remember you told me you was working on another book. Well, we're not going to yes. talk about Yes, that. and that's the wonderful thing about the pandemic. We got three books in the works right now, um, but I, I don't want to drop them till I can tour. Oh, okay, okay. Love that. I love going out and meeting people. I have to maybe I have to add, oh, San Jose to the book tour. You can come meet the, come meet the three black people out there in San Jose. I tell all three of them you coming. <laughs> you may you may look. When you come here, you may want to come with the idea of diversity. <laughs> <laughs> you coming here for the for the Negro spiritual movement? Yeah. Like you might go well ahead to Oakland. <laughs> Either way, yeah. I, I might have to add a, a West Coast appearance to that list. But yeah, they can follow me on Dr. Kanisha D-R-K-A-N-I-S-H-A dot com. All right. Hey again, thank you so much for doing this. I really appreciate all your transparency. Not a problem. Thank you all for listening. Have a great day. <laughs>